You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. We'll be talking about Talk Talk, The Color of Spring. In the room I have Rob. Rob, Rob, please. And on the line I have Ben. Ben, Ben. And Kyle. Talk Talk. <laughs> the Color of Spring is the third CEO album by the English band Talk Talk, released in February 1986. The producer was Tim Freeze Green, and the genre is new wave, art pop, progressive pop, and experimental pop. And I'm going to read from the book, Mark Bennett. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but the technology revolution of the 1980s was not kind to rock. With the gap between elevator music and top 10 single bridged by the ubiquitous Yamaha DX7 synthesizer, a generation of drummers were being replaced by machines. The result, really crappy drums. A turning point of sorts came in 1986. Says surely the worst year for music music ever. I don't know if I agree with that. Hmm. When Talk Talk, one of the main culprits of the synth-drenched rock, became first to reject it. They lost keyboard player Simon Brenner and employed the services of producer Tim Freeze Green, an experimental foil for the emotional songwriting of guitarist and singer Mark Hollis. Next, Hollis and Freeze Green broke up the band's previously inflexible format augmenting drummer Lee Harris and bassist Paul Webb with a host of guest players, including Steve Winwood, bassist Danny Thompson, and Pretenders guitarist uh, Robbie McIntosh. The Culver's Spring was a revelation. Hollis's songs were finally wrapped in instrumentation sympathetic to the fragile melancholy. A haunting April 5th and Chameleon Day had free-form, improvisational feel, completely at odds with the band's past, but the best examples were the sublime Life's What You Make It and Living in Another World. The latter barely scraped the UK charts, a common fate of one of the best singles in those bleak days. All right, what do we think of Talk Talk, The Color of Spring? Well. Don't be shy. <laughs> I, I liked did, it. I didn't hate hate it, um, but I am not. I'm not I, a, I don't understand. Like, yeah, uh, we were talking like before we started. Like, I I miss where I like really hated something, so I had something to grab onto, or I really loved something. And talk talk is just sitting in the middle, it, right? Yeah, it's 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 like a it's like a, a vanilla wafer, like on mm-hmm. uh, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it's fine. It for me, it makes a lot of choices that are bad. Bad choices. Okay by good players and i saw someone comparing it to traffic and i think that's an app comparison interesting yeah because they're good players and i see the musicality within the the band within the the music and the album but it's all the it's all choices i do not find appealing like the very first song when they have a children's choir that's you know you can get a good children's choir the rolling stones even did it Mm -hmm. 
but it just d- didn't work on that song. And so there's all these little things that pop up on these songs. I like the repetitive nature and, you know, kind of what they're doing, what they're going for. But there's just these elements that aren't grabbing me and aren't really uh, I'm not excited about. Yeah, it's like like the kitchen sinks being thrown in, but it's the kitchen sink from like, I don't know, that apartment that I used to live in <laughs> with that had a bugs like <laughs> It's not an appealing sink. I mean, it's cool you put it in there, but it's just padded out to shit. There's the vocals, like the like the actual like lyrics didn't really move me in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. I mean, the vocal delivery is, is good. Really, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I think you know. I mean, I, <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, please. So, so somebody step in here. <laughs> like about 15 years ago, I was working in a restaurant and I was playing talk talk uh, in the kitchen. Was and that Scotty's? My- Yes, it was Scotty's. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> and um, one of my coworkers in the back was like, this guy's just whining. Woo, woo, woo. And every time I, I hear talk talk now, I think of that because he's got a whine. Yeah, but it's good. He's got a good whine. I don't think so. I don't believe in you. Like the chorus on that. Ooh, it is desperate. It's good. I don't know. I, I, I see where you're coming from, Rob. I see where everybody's coming from. But this won me over the production, the atmosphere, the session work, lack of a better word. A few listens, yeah, I was into it. I was into it's this record. Started to win me over a bit as well, Kyle. And I, I don't honestly, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the the wilting, lilting vocals of it. I don't know. There's something. It, it kind of feels like that Human League record that we yeah. talked about, and mm-hmm, I wasn't mm-hmm. a big fan of those yeah. vocals as as well. Not so good. It's something that I feel like this is energetic kind of music, even though it's slow tempo. In his vocals. How come Tears for Fears gets a pass then? Because this is they, they have the same energy and kind of the they same have world. a thanks, I mean, Ron. They have a shout yeah. to them. Oh. I mean, it's, uh, was that a joke? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a aggressive. You know, I know what you're saying. Everybody wants to rule the world, but his his talk talk's a little stilted. Yeah, and that's talk a talk's song. got it's my life though. They've got talk talk. That's a, it's my life's great, great songs. Song. Yeah. I used to think it was the best No Doubt song. Now I just <laughs> now I just know it was a great choice for a cover. Come on, Spiderwebs is the best No yeah, Doubt song. That is Spiderwebs might be the best No Doubt song. Is this this is a fist pop, right? Ooh, is it? It was not. I'm trying to figure that. out what no. Sophistapop is. Is this is this new wave? <laughs> I think it's Sophistapop. Is it is it new wave and alternative? Because everything in 1986 appears to be in the alternative. They said new, new wave, art pop, progressive pop, experimental pop. Ugh. I hate it. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Sorry, I don't hate it. Here's my issue, like, of which I have a couple. Um, This is like they're supposedly they're throwing in like a bunch of like um, just like improvisations, Mm -hmm. which is the most interesting part about this to my ears. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's that's a surprising little thing that you've done there. But like, I'd much rather hear Robert Fripp. Doing those improvisations on fucking scary monsters than this shit. Like, I don't know what hole this fills. (laughs) I don't know why it's in here. It is a I feel like it's it's in the book, definitely, because it's a transitional period from out of the synthesized elements into the more organic sounding uh, pianos, drums. You know, it's a combination. They're, They're melding those two things. 
And they they took that even farther. This is the in between Talk Talk. You right. know, Talk Talk started out as yeah, like Human League, like Tears for Fears, all those bands that were you know Duran Duran. They they were almost purely synth, and then their later work is almost jazzy, you know, instrumental. And I feel like this bridges that. Mm. It, it's I kind of like the jazzy influences, especially in in mm-hmm. the first song with like the acoustic bass and like the the jazz tuned drum kit where you can like really like hear the room. I thought like having heard a lot of mid eighties production, I thought that like the production, at least on like the first few songs was a bit of a breath of fresh air. And it was, it got me kind of in a nice mood to listen to what, okay, okay. Talk, talk. What what are you all about? Mm-hmm. You know, like I haven't, I haven't heard acoustic instruments in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought this record was great. Um, April 5th sounded like a Depeche Mode song from like 2002. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked Steve Winwood. I was glad he showed up for Living in Another World on the Oregon. Wait, Winwood's here? Yeah. Yeah. So they are traffic. Yeah, they are traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what a comparison stand. <laughs> Just to just to throw a little uh, little mustard in the old uh, reviews eyeball, like the uh, the DX7 bashing, mm-hmm. it's it, it is what it what it is. But yeah. really, it wouldn't have been a DX7 for these larger bands. It would have been a DX816, uh, <laughs> which is the are you rack, taking this personally, Ron? Which is the rack version that has a DX7s put together, <laughs> which is how you get those big old lush road sounds. How many how many years was the DX7 your prime instrument, Ron? One and a half. <laughs> it, it felt like forever, but that, that we, scraper sound. We, we were still on little kid uh, time. No, that was the CSX one. Was was that? And that was the one that Bowie used on Hello Space Boy. Yeah. Why? Why does a rack mounted version of the instrument have a different sound if it's all electronics? Because it's eight of them. So okay, Just you have you more have eight, more eight more whatever. Each DX7 has six operators to control the FM synthesis. So six times eight, you get forty-eight operators. Am I am I okay. right? And so okay. yeah, like slightly detune some of that stuff, and you just get like big old mm. washes, like the Berlin uh, "Take My Breath Away" stuff. Like that's okay. That's those. I just saw one on and, the. That, face- that's just a, like a like a detune of like a like a unison. Uh yeah, kind of. Um, kind of like a chorus, and then then throw in a whole shit ton of reverb, and, and mm. you got it. I just saw one go on Facebook Marketplace for sixteen hundred American dollars. Really, that's a health, hefty amount of American yeah. dollars. You, you can pick oh. up a DX seven for about two hundred now, though. Still, yeah. What did you guys think about Chameleon Day? I was looking through my notes, and I wrote maybe a little pretentious. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> as as the album went, it got less and less. Um, interesting for me. Although living in another world is on, you know, bringing up, yeah. you know, that's that's five out of eight. And that one was really interesting, except for the harmonica. Just 
Yeah. Again, the choices made with the kids. Was it a harmonica it, or was it the sorry? Excuse variophone me. or variophone? The, the harmonica sound, I should say. Oh no! Is it like um from Karma Chameleon? Is it the same one? <laughs> no, no, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. No, the the lead singer guy on a few songs used a, an instrument called a variophone, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah. it, it's it's like an it's so fucking dumb it's a it's a breath instrument meant to emulate uh your like it basically like on on a dx7 for example there was a breath controller slot underneath like next to the headphones and you could use like a midi controller to try to like make the trumpet more sound more Mm. expressive like a trumpet this thing was like a it was a giant like uh control voltage like analog instrument that looks super fucking cool but just does nerdy <laughs> kind of lame sounding uh <laughs> horns yeah from the way you're holding your hands i, I can see you our listeners no, it, can't it's big it, it's, man. It, is it like a like a synth french horn i really want you to just to click on the variophone link <laughs> on, on the wiki and be like what the fuck yeah i mean that thing doesn't sound cool yeah that sucks it just looks, I mean, it looks like a keyboard that you would play with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Because he also, uh, he had a, Like a melodica? Oh, he does also play melodica on this. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. that's, yeah, pretentious. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked mm-hmm. Living in Another World. I liked Happiness is Easy. I Like, my favorite song on the record was uh, the last one, Time It's Time. Time It's Time is a great song. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. I thought that was okay. a great, great song. Yeah. Okay. Great finisher. We're listening to April 5th right now, and he sort of scats the outro. Again, choices for me. Very fun. It looks like something an American gladiator would use. Like it, sh- it looks like it yeah. shoots like Nerf darts. Yeah, it does look like a laser gun a little bit. Does cool. it make you like the album more? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Excellent. Like I was already kind of like feeling some warm feelings towards it, but now that I know he plays that. Like- <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nope, it's an actual harmonica. I did see okay. this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're because they're talking about um, was it living in another world? It says a surging seven minute tour de force propelled by Steve Winwood's organ. <laughs> this is <laughs> say it slower though. Yeah. <laughs> More Morris Pert's percussion and Mark uh, Feltham's harmonica. The song is a mile high and rising by the time the key. Change kickstarts the chorus. Yeah. This is no arc of a diver. I'm just saying. It's it isn't. It literally say, isn't. I will say it's a slow burn, Ben. You're right. You know, it did the first I listened to this and I I you know kind of wanted to turn it off and then I put it back on and it took me two or three more listens to kind of get into it, get into the mood of the sort of a circular motion that it, you know, circular songs that it was producing. So I listened to this album several times this week, like on my headphones, just kind of like walking up and down my street, getting my steps in. Yeah. And at the very, at the very least, absolutely just inoffensive, nice, like chill background music for whatever you're you're doing. And then the more I listened to it, the more I kind of like started to like different parts of it and like it started to grow on me a little bit. But yeah, even on that first listen, it wasn't making, it wasn't, it wasn't giving me a yuck, you know, like it was just kind of there and airy and, and pretty, you know, give me yucks. 
It didn't yeah, make yeah. you feel a sense of ennui. <laughs> no ennui. No ennui. I thought this this album was dripping with ennui. You know, I know this guy sounds like a whiny dude, but you know, after the past couple of years, I feel like a whiny dude too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny too, because uh, Rob and I were talking about doing the research for this album, doing the research for Talk Talk, and it was like, no, no one's talking. I mean. People are writing reviews about it, but the interviews, uh, there's not a lot. No. And I looked it up and it said, yeah, Mark Polis hasn't, he hasn't released any music since 1998 and he doesn't interact with the media. He just says, no, that's, he's like, I don't, I don't talk, talk, talk anymore is what he was cautious. <laughs> that's funny. Isn't yeah, he fun. dead? Wouldn't that it's be one cheeky. of the reasons why he's not releasing new music? Who? Mark Hollis. Mark Hollis. Yeah. Yeah. He died like a few years ago, right? Yeah. But um, I, I'm saying uh, since uh, he had released, yeah, music yeah, since yeah. 98. Yeah, so that's, just, a, that's still like a 20 year span. Yeah. Yeah. people were you know kind of revisiting this album and um some of their later works and and you know kind of saying that it 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 deserves to be revisited it deserves to you know i think they got overshadowed because they're not what would you say flashy they're not a yeah they're not a big they're not a good time if this isn't Sophistapop, I, I I don't understand what Sophistapop is. I don't think this is. Gotta be Sophistapop. Listen to that production. It's so sophisticated, yet it's pop. Like, didn't you have to put out music videos to be Sophistapop? Didn't you have to, like, dress like a pirate Where did a that role come from? No. No, the pirates, that was, uh, that was a new romantic. Yeah, that's the new romantics. Didn't you have to have really big shoulder pads? New romantics. You're muddying the waters, Rob. Yeah. I would say Sophistapop. It feels like Sophistapop. That was the first oh. thing I thought when I put on those headphones. I was like, oh, another Sophistapop. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So soft. Yeah. So <clears throat> their previous album, the, the one with, with It's My Life on it, is like if this one is kind of like a, a stepping stone towards their more experimental stuff, the one with like It's My Life on it, you know, it's like the whole album. Uh, just Because uh, I like that song. Uh, and I don't dislike this album, Maybe if I took a step backwards, would I get an album of like 80s pop bangers? It would be more in line with the 80s, like DX7 stuff. Yeah, it'd be more, it'd be less organic. I don't know what that song is. The only song that has It's My Life in it is some... Are you thinking of Bon Jovi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's been stuck in my head since you guys said that it was fucking... Oh, shit, Rob. Words you, together. Uh, you got John Bon Jovi in your head. I got Bon Jovi. What can you can you can you think of the the big no doubt hit in your head? No. Walking in the spider webs. <laughs> well, it's a great song. You should look into it. It is. Well, we should bring up that um, Talk Talk did have a song called Talk Talk, which was said in the same rarefied air as groups like Bad Company Ooh, and Living was, in a Box. 
Was yeah. it on their self-titled album? Talk Talk. I love is a trifecta. Their, is it their debut? Because I know that's off their first record. Their party's over is what it was called. Sorry. Uh, okay. But it was the Almost. first song. Not Kyle, you know who else is in that club is Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember the song Living in a Box? <laughs> no. <laughs> Am I living in a box? Am I living in a cardboard box? Rob, help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not picking it up, bud. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. I, I do love uh, Big Country by Big Country off the album Living in a Big Country. Sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a good one. It is great. It's a great one. We get any big country in this thing? No, no. Uh, this was the band's highest selling non-compilation studio album, reaching top 20 uh, numerous charts, uh, topping the Dutch charts. So they really love them. Uh, stayed number eight. Is that a sex move? Uh, <laughs> uh, With the Dutch charts? <laughs> topping the, the Dutch topping charts. The Dutch charts. <laughs> yeah. uh, the UK, it reached number eight where it stayed for 21 weeks. So not bad. Yeah. It's it okay. Big. I mean, this didn't make a blip on the radar here in the States, right? Like no. nothing. I know I didn't know anything from this album. Were there sing- were there were, right? Like wasn't like Life Was What You Make It? Wasn't that a yeah. like a like released as a single and successful yeah. as a single? Uh Life Is What You Make It hit number uh fifty-eight on the yeah. Billboard respectable. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Uh and it never it, hit my ears. No, definitely not. It it, it was part of a uh, three singles, including "It's My Life" and "Such a Shame," that hit the American charts. So, yeah, I'm surprised though that "Living in Another World." Uh, I mean, I hear it. I definitely hear it, but it's seven minutes long. I can't believe that would have got much airplay, radio play. I'm sure, there's a single edit. There's got to be a radio edit. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I forget about those radio edit. Yeah. I liked more songs on this album than I didn't like. Same. Interesting. Yeah. That's I, a, I'm split. Like and indifferent or I can't bridge the gap, guys. Yeah. Wait, go, go around the room? Yeah. Sure. Go for you it. You know what? I, I'm th- th- This album did not yuck my yum. And I'm going to I'm I'm going to say go ahead and make it positive. I liked more songs than I didn't like. Uh, it's a it's a grower, not a shower. I don't. I, I won't listen to this album all the time, but I think that I will. I'm. I'm not gonna never listen to it again. I think that at some point I'll. I'll, I'll pull it up again. So okay. uh, positive from me. Yeah, this slides right off my brain. I will never seek out or remember that this band played any of these songs. Mm-hmm. Not even the Winwood track. <sighs> not even the Winwood track. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm not negative. I'm just. Uh, I'm indifferent. I'm neutral. Okay. I think. I'm going to go positive. Was this my favorite album this week? No. Was it my least favorite? Yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, you're feeling some ennui. You know, you're sad that we're entering year two of COVID, you know, and it's dark and it's raining and you got to do some chores. Pop this fucker on. Hmm. Put on some headphones. Go for a walk. Feel sorry for yourself. Okay. <laughs> it's important to get out there and get some fresh air. Kill your parents. <laughs> Don't do wine that. Along, wine along with Talk Talk. Ah. <sighs> Where do I go? Talk here? talk does not endorse the killing of your parents. <laughs> I feel like not where, until the next where are you, buddy? I don't know where I am. And I think that's the, the hard part. Is that the ennui I keep hearing about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is probably the fifth time I've gone through this. It's true. It has a little it has something going for it, which but man, it is not very much, in my opinion. I just don't go I don't go there. Hmm. 
man, you guys are going to make me think about it. It's between a negative and a neutral, which is that's yeah. the funny thing. You can take the uh, the the John Boggs the easy ways way out. out, yeah, yeah, and just be like, oh, maybe in between. Um, I mean, I, neutral I madness. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. He's just a, no. I didn't think so. He's a guy who can't but, commit. The the reason, but also, that, you know, like no one's your boss. You're not going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. It's you, fine. you kind of are. are you are I mean, our I'm, our I'm, boss. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Don't show up late again. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the, the reason i want to do the negative neutral is just because it makes you think hard i mean it it makes you think a, a lot about it mm-hmm. yeah I, I i can go negative i'll go ne- negative i mean heaven 17 is negative for me yeah. you know there i've definitely had some there so i would never put this on mm-hmm. i will never listen to any of these songs again and if somebody asked me i'd be like no just Get a de- different album, yeah. but it's not. The, I hate saying that though because I don't think it's. I'm not like this is the worst. Would you? But it just doesn't hit me. That's fair. Please tell me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, no, that's fair. Sometimes uh, uh, things don't hit you again. Just as this album slides right off of my my brain, whatever yeah. I was gonna say to the exact same thing. Yeah, just whoop. Yeah, it's like Teflon. But I feel like the production's good. The the players are good. It just yeah, the players are great. Nothing, nothing about it. Uh, and this guitar solo just happening now. What do you think about it? Do you like it? No, I don't. It goes nowhere and it has nothing interesting in it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's what's killing me is because every single song has like this one thing that just makes me cringe a little bit. For the first song, it was the kids for this song. It's the guitar solo that goes nowhere dude i'd never noticed that guitar solo before but thank you for pointing that out to me yeah that's just like a few randomly organized notes living in another world i don't mind a neil (laughs) young solo you know but that's the quote improvisation unquote yeah that uh that they keep talking about and again i just i would have preferred uh yeah i I preferred i I think that we we were denied scary monsters and we got this instead and i am not here for i try to not think of things that way rob of course of course i would rather put scary monsters on here than this record the person who played performed that guitar solo is not a member of talk talk he's listed under additional personnel and i think they could have told him to make another take at it even if it is improvised yeah i think it sounds fine you don't notice it because it works so well ben yeah, but now I now I notice it because Birch told me about it. Well, <laughs> I ruined the album. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my positive all the way to a negative because of that guitar solo. <laughs> no, not really. I, th- I think the album's fine. All right. You know what? Next time we're talking about what's that? Megadeth. Peace sells, but who's buying? Woo! Right, really? Thanks, y'all. Okay.